This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Architecture reflects the soul spirit. Yo, how's it going? How's it going? I see you out there being naughty. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It is Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. Remember the old intro? Welcome to Esoteric Hollywood. I remember how it went. It was something like, Watch movies with new eyes as we enter into esoteric Hollywood. Hope you had a good Sunday. Psych! I didn't. <laughs> future shocks, baby. Do you know what a future shock is? That's where chat GPT tickles your fancies. That's where Chat GPT becomes your girlfriend. Fox thought Fox trot. If you saw my song the other day that was too spicy. So what are we talking about? Well, I have a theory. Today we're going to theorize. Most of the time we got straight facts. And for the first bit here, it's going to be spitting straight facts. But I will do a little bit of theorizing. Theorizing. And that will be in relation to what I think they may be trying to do. We talked about this a little bit on Boiler Room the other day. And we got into this a little bit on Lord Voldemort last time we were on. And uh, Slow Boy put some videos up that I noticed, hey, actually that kind of vindicates what I was talking about. And then somebody noticed that there was these twitchers I don't mean those kind of twitchers I mean people on twitch that seemingly out of nowhere were suddenly popular and then I started thinking well yeah I've kind of been noticing this and then somebody on twitter posted about this saying the reason that these unheard of unknown people are suddenly popular because the internet was a damn fake since 2016 what Everything fake and gray, which that was that was when I made my video talking about everything being fake and gray, was around 2016, 2017. Who knew? Who knew? I was actually probing the depths of metaphysics itself. Not really, but but I did make my video saying everything is fake and gray. Not literally everything is fake and gay, but 
Some people thought that was literal. They thought I was saying everything, space, planets, everything's fake, dude. Everything is fake and gay. Could you imagine all, how could all the planets be gay? This whole planet's already gay. We don't need all gay planets, right? Jupiter, Uranus. How could they all be gay? They kind of sound gay. Uranus. Uranus. Uranus sound a little. A little, you know. Pluto. Pluto doesn't sound gay. Plus, he's been downgraded. He ain't even a planet no more. Who else? Uranus, totally gay. Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter, that's gay. Um... Venus, Venus, yeah, that's, a, that's not a stripper, that's a gay dude's name, Venus, definitely gay, Mars, 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 mm, bisexual, so did I mean literally all the planets are fucking gay, no dummies, I didn't literally mean it, we got one gay planet, that's called Earth, that's enough, asteroid fields, gay, Aliens doing butt stuff, gay. So quite literally, space is pretty gay. I mean, already. But my joke was just that everything's fake and gay. Some people thought I was literally saying we're in a dang matrix or something. That's not what I meant. Stop taking me out of context and hurting my feelings. I'm an internet personality, e-celebrity, but with feelings just like you. I hurt. I feel. I sense things. Welcome everybody. Would hit like and sh- light and share, light and share, hit like and share, hit like and shart. <laughs> That's my new one. <laughs> Tell them to hit like and shart. <laughs> That's an uncle joke. That's not a dad joke. That's an uncle joke. Anyway, what are we talking about? Okay, we're going to talk about the psyops, the future shock. So the one globalist elite person glob globalist elite that I have not yet got to that we've talked a lot about actually is Alvin Toffler and he wrote a series of books one of those was future shock I've got one of his books over there that I haven't read yet I've I've referenced I've looked up stuff in the index but I've not read the entire text it's pretty long uh power shift and John Adams sent me that shout out to John Adams he just Sends me free global global elite global elite text. Josh Groban elite text. The Grobanists. Those who those that's those who favor a Josh Groban dictated and dominated world. I don't even know who I just know that my mama had that C D one time. Is that like a opera singer? <laughs> Gay. <laughs> right? I'm alright. Josh Groban. A Grobanist, the Groban, the Groban elite, Grobanist elite. Um, anyway, so we want to talk about future shocks because slow boy found this documentary, all this obscure shite, all this obscure shite. And I want to talk about how it might tie into cyber polygon, which is not a theory, but it's a fact, but I'm pasting the inter- the information together 
into a pastiche of possible prognostication and prophetic. Uh, I'm trying to think of another alliteration. Prophetic pro- prostidigitation, portending preemptive postmodern pablum, prompting power outages. Oh, okay, whatever. So we're going to look at a, a series of videos here that don't immediately seem to connect, but they actually all do connect. And so I'm going to paste them together with my conspiracy theorist corkboard and my strings and my pen tacks. And I'm going to weave an amazing narrative for you. We're going to look at future shocks. So they actually made a documentary, which I've not seen yet. So we're going to watch it together from the Toffler text. And it has Orson Welles in it. And we may not watch the whole thing. We're going to we're gonna watch and see what comes up in there. We're going to talk about Cyber Polygon. Then we're going to talk about Chat Gupt. Chat And how that's a PSYOP. And then the Matrix and how all of this fits together with dead internet theory. Which is what the person on Twitter was talking about. To circle back. Circle back. Baby got to circle back. Bum, 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 bum. Baby, got circle back. I like circle butts and I cannot lie. Just straight circle, cannot lie. Origin. Gay. Origin likes spherical circle butts. Get it? Because Origin thought everybody was a sphere. That's the perfect form of a sphere. <laughs> Origin cut off his balls. Gay. Everything is fake and gay. Remember that song? How come that one didn't take off? I thought that was a hit. Yeah, gay internet theory. That's the internet where you and your dad run shit. <laughs> I just busted on your dad. Um. Yeah, there will be a method to this madness. You will see what I mean. So let's get over here first. Let's kick this off. Now, you can support the show via the uh, Streamlabs Super Chat function. And I did, there were a couple streams that I, Streamlabs that I didn't get to Super Chats last time. I'll hit those up in a minute. So let's kick it off with the hard stuff first with this lengthy documentary with Orson Welles looking like a. Looking like Ron Swanson over here. Achieved a degree of sophistication beyond our wildest dreams, but this technology has exacted a pretty heavy price. We live in an age of anxiety, a time of stress, and with all our sophistication, we are in fact the victims of our own technological strength. We are the victims of shock. Shock. I'm going to skip the uh, dirty movie saxophone intro. It's going to be pretty devastating. This retreat of theirs is mine for a while. 
You know, comfortable homes like old friends give us a sense of security, the feeling that some things at least stay the same. It's a feeling we need very much in this changing world. Every day we're bombarded by choices. We need to make instant decisions. We're in endless combat with our own environment, with all its pace and variety, its choice and overchoice. What do we buy? Where do we go? What should we think? The make, the model. What's up with all this? Okay, so consumerism, we got it. Mr. Professor recently stated that he couldn't pass today's examinations because at least two-thirds of the questions require knowledge that didn't even exist when he graduated from Oxford in the early 30s. This machine makes our lives move faster. Computers combine facts to make new knowledge at such high speed that we cannot absorb it. They affect not just the things we buy or the things we know, but the things we do. In the past, art was created for permanence. Today, instant art, fast, computer created. Interesting. So AI computer art mentioned first and foremost at the beginning of the documentary from 1972. Uh, and this is, you know, they've already been talking about consumerism and how this is kind of a control mechanism. So um, pretty prescient. Uh, again, purpose the purpose of this is showing that the future is scripted. The future is planned out. Doesn't mean that people planning our technocratic future are uh, infallible or divine but it, it's demonstrating that the world that we are entering entering into didn't just organically randomly come about it was planned combinations which are changeable and for the moment beautiful Psychedelic Pink Floyd vibes. Us know of no other world. Today's little girl is learning a fundamental lesson. Man's relationship to things is increasingly temporary. Miss, can I get a new doll? You want to trade her in? Yes. Okay. I think we can give you a dollar on that. Okay. Do you know which dollar you want? Yeah. She says, Mama. It's a Jamie doll. People were asking for impressions, and there, there's this doll. Jamie's in there laughing. She said, when you impersonated me, it sounds like a little woodland creature, cartoon woodland creature. What's Jamie sound like? It sounds like this. Mama. <laughs> it is a Jamie doll. There's my Jamie impression from now on. Hey, I have uh, 80 cents now, thank you. Even friends don't last. An early lesson in disposability. Nothing is permanent anymore. <laughs> friends don't last. As we move toward a world of impermanence, this is interesting. So uh, everything being impermanent, right? Which is 
a very prescient element here because, you know, look at the way buildings are built. Cathedrals are built to be there for a thousand years. Strip mall, metal building, non-denominational churches are built to uh, enrich some goofball Baptist uh, pastor for a few years and then he can move on, right? And this impermanence is really illustrated in the internet world because things come and go way faster than even in the real world. And this, by the way, is why uh, it's so important to have print text, as I've been saying, because all of this is going to go away. All the stuff, all, all of my live streams, right? All that's, that's going to be going away. Because whenever Klaus and company and all this do that, do they thing? I mean, I, this ain't going to be here. So you better archive and save and do whatever you're going to do transcribe everything I'm saying and put it onto a VHS tape like little Tristana said, right? Cause all this stuff's going away. So yeah, the impermanence of the internet, right? All the more evident today now that we've seen great purges, but what about the impermanence of the internet being more and more like just giantly fake and gray? And I'm not just talking about giant sections of the internet being prawn. I'm talking about dead internet theory, which I think is about half true, about 50% true. We'll look at that in a second, but you're going to see the web that I weave as I bob and move, stick and breathe. I don't know why I said that, but when we weave tonight's web of conspiratorial corkboard and string. Buildings once made to last a lifetime are torn down. What is built must be easily dismantled, moved, adapted to momentary needs, temporary structures for an impermanent way of life, symbols of a transient society. What's with the farting computer music? Every year, some 36 million Americans strip their homes and move on, tearing apart communities. Now, this is something that they talked about quite a bit, which was uh, migration. Uh, I'm not just talking about birds, but migration in terms of not just foreign individuals, but everybody having to constantly move and migrate. So you are uh, deracinated or you are uh you're uh let loose you're not hinged to any place such that you can entrench yourself and build a legacy right because everybody now has to move 20 times work 50 different jobs right jobby jobs in order to make a living and that's because the world that we're living in now is structured that way. The Rand Corporation set up modern modern American society to be this way. And that's in the Rand Corporation book by Alex Abea. So if you don't like the consumerist American system, uh, Alex Abea says, you can thank or blame the Rand Corporation. Because they designed it this way out of the Cold War. His families 
and individuals. Rootless bug man. That's that's what I'm talking about. Rootless it's a bug man. Creating future shock. This is the last time I'll move ever. To a bug-eating future. Sounds like the old man in church, right? I'm John Dacre. You're in love. Step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Did you ever go to Baptist church? I grew up in Baptist church. The old man that gives you the little pieces of candy sings that way. Right? Washed in blood. That's pretty good, actually. I, I might get, I might get hired as Baptist choir master. What do you think, Jamie? What's another? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That's why that's how it that's how it be. And I'm not even talking I'm talking about white person Baptist church. Don't get me started on black person Baptist church. Directory is rewritten every day in an effort to keep track of the mobile society. Pages printed out by the computer, additions, deletions. Names, addresses, numbers. The rate of change reflecting the fact that where we live means less and less as we breed a new race of nomads. Few suspect how massive, widespread, and uprooting these might uh, This was also discussed in the Jacques Attalib book, wasn't it? Yes, Brief History of the Future noted the fact that the nomadic devices would make us into rootless consumers who would no ha- would not have any ability to again build a legacy and get your claws in the dirt build a family tree generations are travelers to places never seen all right this song's going to my nerves parents freedom the loss of a sense of belonging on the coast of spain you're all gone on a danish die. beach temporary encounters the future's ai just it's as things and places flow through our lives at high speed so do people long-term commitments are not expected. Involvements are compressed in time. Young people embrace new values in an atmosphere of instant intimacy. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Young people embrace new values and it's some old drunk dude 
passed out on the beach hugging on a mermaid. Young people embrace new values in an atmosphere of instant intimacy. Everyone craves human warmth and closeness, especially today when relationships seem to be more and more temporary. What we're witnessing, of course, ah, is the here we go. death of permanence. A new s- the death of permanence is not just architecture and mass migrations. The death of permanence in your job is also your relationships. Exactly. Here we go. Society is being created around. It's built from the broken pieces of today. And those who people that society are going to live in a very different world. Future shock results from too much change in too short a time. Disposability of products and people. Thousands of people. So people are consumer items dispensed with just like the society is built around dispensable. Nothing is permanent. And by the way, think about the scroll, right? The way that internet was suddenly set up after the rise of, I think you could probably call the rise of social media. That's basically what internet two was. Remember when they were talking about internet two and they were going to get rid of the old internet because it was too free. So they were going to do internet two. And so I think, and I haven't looked into this. I'm just, just theorizing. They probably just revamped that rather than doing a whole new internet. They just created the overlay of the social media so that you don't access the old internet anymore. You just access the internet through the overlay of social media. So then you're not going to websites to find news, to find archived information. You're going to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. And that then controls what you can see from the outer web, right? So that was kind of an obvious mechanism. And by the way, that's it's 100% confirmed because the Silicon Valley designers have gone on record in multiple interviews. We played the clips many times talking about how they did this to addict you to the never ending infinite feed scroll. And the real basis for that isn't even to just keep you on the app. I think there's a deeper significance to this, which is that the never ending scroll feed gives you a destabilizing impermanence feel because you're never actually maintaining and grounding yourself in actual knowledge that's contained anywhere, right? In physical space. That's why books are so important. That's why you have to have physical books. Because the stuff that you've... Oh, I've, oh, but I've got a saved tab list of 500 articles that I've enjoyed for the last 10 years. Yeah, and then, like, all that's gone all of a sudden. And it's not just gone. It might even get crazier that the internet that you access on your phone might actually be different eventually than the actual internet on a laptop or a PC. So we'll look at that in a minute, how that might be a possibility too, that the internet's going to be gradually altered and changed. And perhaps even in this live streams, theorizing destroyed. Now I don't mean destroyed. Like they'll totally get rid of the internet. No, no. The existing internet gets blowed up and destroyed from within 
to force everybody onto the next type of internet. That's what I'm trying to say. And that is what some of these videos are going to look at here in a moment. But This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Let's uh, finish here with portly Orson Welles, who, by the way, did you know Orson Welles was for a time considered as a suspect in the Black Dahlia case? Interesting. I'm not alleging that he did anything. I just think that's interesting. They're alive today only because they carry inside them electronic devices, plastic parts, transplanted organs. <laughs> this man, this this old man is made of plastic. What is he talking about? Plastic devices inside of people. We'll see. Let's go back. In too short a time, disposability of products and people. Thousands of people are alive today only because they carry inside them electronic devices. Oh, he's talking about like pacemakers. Parts, transplanted organs. On October 26, <laughs> 1968, Carl Schaefer had eight hours to live. A heart transplant extended his life. And he symbolizes the era of the disposable body. Dr. Samuel Kunz eminent among transplant researchers and surgeons. To show you the uh, progress that is being made in transplantation, in 1962, I was involved with a transplant program, and the one-year success rate was about 20% using living-related donors. Four years ago, the success rate had increased to about 70%. And at the present time, using living-related donors and kidney transplantation, the success rate is virtually 90%. There is an alternative, however, and that is the use of artificial organs and kidney. So artificial organs, right? Uh, artificial medical devices or whatever. They're basically hinting at the, this leading to the development of, I guess, a kind of transhumanism is I, I assume where this is going. Transplantation to a large extent is made possible by the use of the artificial kidney. And I'm sure that an artificial heart will be developed. Dr. Kuntz. <laughs> like Victor Kunf, Dr. Kunf, Dr. Kuntz. Temporary body parts, 
products of bioengineering with the ultimate potential of building modular bodies, much as we now build modular homes. Research If you would hit like and share, by the way. It's basically like a trailer park. If you a transhumanist, you basically a human trailer park. That's what you just said. You just got burned, sick burn, dude. If you would hit like and share, by the way, guys, hopefully you enjoyed today's symposium. If you were there for the uh, entrepreneur symposium event, we had a lot of fun with Richard and we had a good conversation for about an hour over there with uh, Steve from Slow News Day and uh, a bunch of other people were on that. Benny Wills, James Corbett, uh, Ryan Christine. So uh, I think that will continue to be available if you missed it today, the VIP Summit. Again, if you would hit like and share, uh, we are looking at this predictive documentary based on the global elitist Alvin Toffler, the future shock idea. What are future shocks? Well, these are rapid advancements that severely disrupt society. And this documentary, again, ties into a lot of the global elite texts that we've covered, like the uh, Jacques Attali text, um, Brief History of the Future. It also, by the way, ties into the forgotten and overlooked NATO PSYOP document that we've covered, right? The Cognitive Warfare document. If you've not read this, there's a great article over at the Gray Zone that covers this. And that's relevant because this document didn't just talk about scaring the crap out of everybody for the coof. which just got admitted today, which I, I can't talk about that because it won't allow me, I'm sure, on this platform to speak of such things. How dare you speak of such things? But I did upload this to the tweeter. And you can go watch this clip right here. If you follow me. Pretty amazing admission today. Go watch this clip and you'll see what I mean. Let me put it in the chat for you. It's... Vindication. Sweet vindication. See, I'm vindicated. I can gloat. Now the whole world's going to collapse and you're all dying. I can be vindicated and I can enjoy it. I'm just joking. That was a joke. Now that we're all going to be eating bugs and the whole, you know, I'll be doing my victory lap, lap, my victory lap in the camp. You can come over and do victory laps with me. Just joking. There's the link, by the way. Go watch that little clip, which I can't play over here. You'll see what I mean. What, are, what, what an amazing admission. Unbelievable. Statist John Bray. I'm holding in my hand a, a prosthetic device for a below-the-elbow amputation. I'm holding in my hand a hand. And uh, uh, this is a, a very highly sophisticated unit. It has... Uh, electronic device uh, controlled uh, uh, through energy of the energy cells and um, by placing the transducers over the musculature uh, we are able to send uh, uh, messages through the electronic system which operates the, the hand in effect it's actually responding to the motor control uh, of the patient who wears it so again so they were working on uh, you know animated limbs for the vets back in the night early uh, 70s so that means that if this is in a documentary they were already doing this I'm sure so no telling how advanced it is now right but again you can see that 
they were thinking in this transhumanist way even back then. In fact, at this time, there is hardly... That looks like B-grade Robert Redford, right? That's like Robert Redford's failed brother actor. Any part of the human body, and especially in the extremities, that we cannot replace. An artificial elbow. One more step toward an artificial man. Joints, bone sockets, sometimes better than the original. Replacing inner bones as plastic surgery replaces the outer skin. All stepping stones toward the temporary person. On March 17th, 1969, Mrs. Verland Cobb, at age 53, was prematurely wrinkled and weathered. Oh, I remember. She had your mom's disease. <laughs> she had a bad case of your mom's disease. Burn. On that day, she underwent rejuvenation surgery under plastic surgeon Dr. Kurt Wagner. Even faces are temporary. I really can't uh, imagine what I'm going to look like. And this is interesting because, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be weird, act like all plastic surgery is wrong or bad. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's not that big of a deal. But the implementation and obsession and advancements in all this and this whole domain, especially given the whole idea in recent years that, you know, we can all be bruised genders it's obvious to me that this ties into the transhumanist element, which is what this documentary is basically loosely connecting, right? Because I've been told that I will look a lot different, that I won't have the wrinkles, and I will look at least 15 years younger. And as far as I'm concerned, 10 years be thrilled. It's hard to realize that I have got the different face. It's very hard. That's the that's the Madonna treatment. <laughs> like your different face is not that different from the other face, except that you got some weird makeup on. Not, by the way, Madonna has a plastic face she wears. That's why she looks so weird. I do realize because you know it's only been twelve weeks, but uh, it's still when I make up or I go dress up and I'm walking down the street, I walk with my head up high. Franz, how are you doing? Even more dramatic changes in the body. Skin color, Dr. William Epstein's work development of behavior machines. This looks rather as though it was Charles toy, and I suppose it might be, but in fact it's rather a serious model of my ideas of behavior. And like it behaves guy. in a complex way, with all kinds of behavior modes. Only having I call it a Roomba. You say, I, I've invented a... Useless room bar really just cleans in a circle and doesn't really do anything at all. It's literally uh, like a retarded Roomba. Compared with our 10 billion in our brains, but this behavior is surprisingly complex. Now, Canine. you see it hesitating a moment and then avoiding that obstacle and finding its way slowly and by a rather devious path right into its down here and so rather like us it has a sense of priorities although it's such a very simple toy but not really just a toy a model of behavior this oh so uh you are a little human toy 
that needs to get in uh, the evil doctor's hutch, <laughs> right? That's basically what he's saying, right? So uh, behavior manipulation, right? Behaviorism, um, Skinner Skinner box stuff, operant conditioning, right? That's that's what underlies all of the cybernetics dorks like Norbert Wiener and this guy, Professor whatever his name was. Uh, they view the human being like a cybernetic feedback loop. And so you just alter the inputs to alter the, the output. Does that make sense? That's why John C. Lilly calls us the human biocomputer or whatever, right? The meat computer. Dependence of creatures like those of Dr. Walter. Machines like these can see, hear, Touch. It's, it is a giant Roomba. This is the this is Roomba's granddaddy right here. This is Bagoomba, granddaddy of Roomba. Right? What if all the Roombas were reconnaissance uh, operatives for Skynet? Skynet launched this plan back in 1972. And they decided that they would get everybody through laziness because you're all too lazy. So you all bought Roombas and the Roombas are the pawns of Skynet. Solve problems that would normally require human intelligence. Like simple living organisms, they respond to changes around them and act accordingly. Told you. Yeah. So the human being is like the bot, right? That's And by the way, that's in all of the literature from the uh, all the guys out of MIT that created cybernetics, like Norbert Wiener. That's exactly how they speak. By the way, the Annie Jacobson History of DARPA book says the exact same thing, too. We might, Which we've lectured through all these books, by the way. One day, duplicate man. His form, his body, his actions and reactions. Synthoids. Synthoids. Right. So here you go. Pretty amazing documentary. This is a good find here. Carefully engineered for lifelike appearance. A diaphragm. A chest. A simulated breathing human being. This is Sim 1, developed for the training. Sim 1, interesting. Uh, wasn't that a stupid uh, movie with Al Pacino and a hologram or something? I don't remember. I never watched it, but I think it was a, it was a flop movie called Sim 1. And it's interesting that they uh, named this dude here Sim 1. Anesthesiologist. It's a machine. A breathing, functioning, computerized patient. As the pace of technology accelerates, as the pieces are laid into place, the pattern seems clear. We might create an artificial man. As work proceeds on the brain, it may someday be possible to combine all the elements into a lifelike duplication of flesh and blood. The momentum is established. Wow. So there you go. Uh, there's Orson Welles telling you about transhumanism in the 19, 
72 work. By the way, uh, if you look at the connections of Orson Welles too, like he was totally in really weird and even occultic circles. Like he was hanging out with people into literal ritual magic, Satanism, Luciferianism, Man Ray, uh, which is Hodel, which is why he was in John Houston, Angelica Houston's dad. This was why he was suspect in the Black Dahlia case, right? And then here's Orson Welles literally telling you like some straight up transhumanist Luciferian stuff. Pretty wild. I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know that he was that deep into this kind of stuff. But if you've never seen F for Fake, I highly recommend you watch F for Fake because that is Orson Welles telling you through one of the first mockumentaries that media, mass media is like magic and it's magic because it can create wholesale fake, fake news. So Orson Welles was doing documentaries on fake news way before Trump or anybody even talked about it. And he's talking about it because he's literally doing like revelation, the method telling you how society is controlled. So if you've never seen that for fake, it's a really good insight into, uh, psychological and archetypal manipulation, narrative manipulation through media, movies, and stories. But the direction is up to us. Is there danger in the path we are taking? What happens to the definition of man? Who is he? What is he? Imagine the novel sensation of trying to determine whether the smiling, courteous humanoid behind the airline ticket counter is a pretty girl or a transistorized robot? Your flight 21 to Dallas has been confirmed. Departure two. Well, it's interesting because that's already being right. The service industry—that's the one that's being first phased out. And they started with, you know, you go to Kroger, right? Remember, you used to have checkout lanes. Remember, we had a beautiful slow boy that would check me out at Kroger. I don't mean check me out, like look me, look at my butt. I'm talking about check me out in the checkout lane. We had a beautiful slow boy who was good at what he did. And now he got replaced by that stupid self-checkout robot voice woman, right? Welcome to Kroger. Please insert your card. We appreciate. No, you don't. You don't appreciate my business. You part of Skynet. You want me dead. And I tell her that every time I'm in there to her face. That Down Syndrome boy was better than you. That checked me out. And now I got to deal with a damn bitch bot voice. Which I know is reconnaissance for Skynet wants me dead. Anyway, point being is that it's going to evolve from that. Now, aren't there McDonald's that have straight up robot order things now yeah the whole service industry will be like that you won't be dealing with people that's all going to be replaced we're in the phase right now where that's rolling out so what orson wells was talking about in 1972 here we are in 2023 it's rolling out 50 years later right now arrival dallas time 436 boarding gate 17a have a nice flight.
normal animal, an animal which is capable of breeding and reproducing like its Norman own Bates. kind. While these things have been going on in the mice for quite a while, uh, attempts have also been made and are now being made to do similar things with human eggs, to fertilize them in the test tube and to put them back. Here we go, test tube babies. Test tube babies, they have an arm on their head. Test tube babies, they're GMO Spurgs like you. Test tube babies, they're sterile and they're gay. Test tube babies, get it? Test tube babies, that's what he's talking about. Like Muppet babies, Muppet babies. Into mothers, hopefully to lead to the delivery of a normal child. But of course, all this raises very real questions. Pickle punks. Pickle punk babies. <laughs> Every mad scientist has got to have a at least 30 jars of deformed zygotes behind him, right? And you didn't even know they had a name. They're called pickle punks. <laughs> pickle punk babies. It's the future of humanity. Are you laughing? This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're the one that told me about pickle punks. They're keto. So, yeah, I love them. Pickle punk babies are keto, if you're wondering. Assuming that a child so conceived would be born normal, there are, of course, the legal questions of who the parents would really Why be. Why do they pick Norman Bates to do this <laughs> PSA section of the documentary? Like... Maybe that's that. Well, if you remember Norman Bates, it's like he's kind of enigmatic. He's emblematic of where we were going, right? You can't watch. You can't watch Psycho now because in Psycho, Norman Bates is crazy. Now Norman Bates is normal. Normal Bates. Gil Bates. Normal Bates. Norman Bates. And I'm not joking, right? Because if you remember the plot of Psycho. He's also, like, he's Norman Bates, this incel Spurg dude, but he's also Mama Bates, right? He identifies as his mom. Who knew that Psycho 
was literal, dude. The future you're going into is literal psycho. I don't think it's that Anthony Perkins. It just looks like him. But as far as I'm concerned, the overriding question is whether we as... I identify as my mom and you can't stop me. <laughs> I am my mom. <laughs> when is somebody... I want to see that. That's the next level. I identify as my mom. Like Norman Bates. Literally Norman Bates. We're going into Norman Bates world. Here we are. Psycho, literal psycho world. Scientists should become involved with and should intervene in a process which is so fundamental to human survival. Baby shopping. Imagine being able to program the IQ of a baby to preset. Isn't this what is supposedly out now? I mean, I don't know. I haven't ordered any babies lately. Except a few pickle punks. But they say you can do this now, right? They say you can... Get a designer baby, supposedly. Is this true? I've I've heard this. I don't know if it's actually true. There was that article going around a few weeks ago that they're offering this now, ready for the designer babies. It's sex, color, height, and other characteristics. Baby Torians, genetic supermarkets of the future, changing the very structure of the family. The family. Oh, here we go. This this sounds interesting. Traditionally, it's a source of warmth, comfort, security, protection from the outside world. But like most other traditions and institutions, the family is changing. First thing is the marriage, I think. But you don't think so. What's important to keep a marriage is to be able to pay the bills to take some of the no, pressures off. No, But the point is, I But have... the point is, you're sick. And you're neurotic. In our society... <laughs> This black chick married to uh, Christopher from <laughs> from Sopranos. I kind of told you that was a doomed relationship from the get-go. Marriage is ideally based on love. It is expected that two people will grow together, change together, and complement each other. It's the voice of Christopher from the Sopranos with the head of any 1970s British uh, rock band. Till death do them part. The likelihood that two people will grow and develop at the same rate becomes more and more remote. For rapid change places a heavy burden on the fragile thread of love. Get yourself four other wives, four other mistresses, and be happy. It really is, Christopher. <laughs> I guess he's sucking. It's just my guma. What are you talking about? I got a guma. That's what we do. Soprano babies. <laughs> That's all. I'll get myself some lovers and fine. Robot fought. Let's transition with a robot fight. It'll be great. I guess it's understandable that. <laughs> Do you think that was Orson Welles' idea in this documentary? I'd like to transition with a nice, juicy robot fart. Yes, that's our transition. The institution of marriage itself is taking on new forms. A woman's face rarely reveals all the changes in her life. Recently, this woman made a controversial choice. She now lives with three men and two women in a group marriage. 
I feel living in a polyamory, which is now mass promoted. Interesting. Another another alternative lifestyles. That was in. Uh, there's a section in Toffler's book on that. I remember that now. I did. I, did, I looked that up. Toffler was talking about vegetarianism, veganism, uh, the promotion of anarcho movements together, politically speaking, with the alterations in diet. And he said, get this, couple those things with the polyamorous change in families. So in other words, it's an attack on family, literally. Marriage situation that you... Techno babies, they have no penises either. Techno babies, they look like Ken dolls down there, right? Techno babies. That's where we're going. Test tube babies. Do you want a test tube baby? Do you want a pickle punk? My son is a pickle punk. From punk music to pickle punk children. Are you able to have closer intimacies than you do with just having friendships on the outside because they're mainly acquaintances? The concept of group marriage is an example of change in society's institutions. It is a result of loneliness in a world of ever more temporary relationships. And as the speed of technological change increases throughout the world, so too will experimentation with new families. So uh, does everybody understand this is demonstrating that the future is planned? It's just It's not just random events one after another. Am I married? Somebody's asking the chat, am I married? Uh, have you seen the song about my marriage? I'm married to a funko pop. Whoa. We got married. Co-whitest in a subway shop. Yes, I'm married to my funko pop. Dummy. Go look up the song about my marriage. And how dare you not know? How dare you come to this chat and not know? I'm married to my funko pop. So hit single, dummy. Just kidding, you're not a dummy. I'm glad you're here. Even though it is kind of dumb to not know what my hits are. If you're going to come to my chat, you better know that hits backlog, bro. Right? Like this. So does that answer your question? Is Jay married? I am in a polyamorous relationship with all of my 3,000 Funko Pops. Does that answer your little question? You little sassy pants. Hi. How you doing? Hi. 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 Hi.
It makes you realize that you have quite a bit to offer when more than one person cares for you. And you have a tendency to discover, much to your amazement, that you can love very, very much more than one person. Not equally, but in different ways. But you can really learn to care for other people. There are thousands of homes like this in every part of the United States where couples are sharing their lives. Unfortunately, they have to be surreptitious about it. They don't dare tell their friends or neighbors. Robert Rimmer and his wife of 30 years. He is a leading exponent of group marriage and has written influential books on the subject like The Herod Experiment and Proposition 30. So, look at this. Pickle punk. Told you. You, you circle you circle back to the pickle punk. And you get some Ripley's Believe It or Not level shit. Look at that. Pickle punk. Told you. This dude's got it all right here. He's got him a little tiny pickle punk. That's gross, dude. What in the world? Some weird stuff right here. Grimwood Hollow. I created for my side project for oddities. That's definitely oddity. Yeah, so that's a pickle punk. There you go. What? I have suggested group marriages is under the name corporate marriage. And I think what would happen if there was a legal form of group marriage or even bigamous marriage available, many people would immediately attempt it. A middle-class neighborhood in suburbia, USA. It could be anywhere. Germany, England. So you understand that this documentary is literally telling you how the future would be restructured according to the technocratic plan. And now it's even showing you that it's the complete revolution of every area of life. It's not just jobs, tracking and tracing, the government's invading my privacy it's the corporate elite that want to rewrite your dna dude like klaus said we're gonna change our dna we're going to change what it is to be human it's a commune 23 people married and single a different kind of family well it was a hassle uh, i've been electrical engineer x technical writer i've been married several times i had a family houses it got to be a drag i like it much better here this is a for me a great way to live relating to people it's a family it's much much sounds like every damn cult right here dude right every cult's like this right here better way than what i've been into for the last 15 years on mountaintops, in deserts, in sparsely populated areas around the world, young people seek escape from the hectic overstimulation of a high-speed society, forming primitive communes like this. Yeah, this is, I remember Toffler talked about this. This shows you too, this is an admission that the 60s counterculture was not an organic movement against, against the man, man. Oh, you know... Oh, Boomer Garcia, oh, yeah, you know, I was in them, and uh, I've seen what the man was doing over here, man. And when we came back, 
you know, it was time to fight against Uncle Sam because I knew the, I know that the, the, the 1960s counterculture was 100% reality, man. It was organic, man. It was all of us down at the ground level, man, tripping, listening to Grateful Dead. Nothing weird about that. It's totally normal. It's not a CIA op at all, man. We were fighting against man, dude. Right? All baloney. Now, there's an element of truth to Boomer Garcia's story and narrative, right? But he, that that guy is like the boomer of today, right? Who either became a CNN viewer or a Fox News viewer, right? And that's it. So, very limited, right? Yeah, you like my, that's the, that's the Vietnam vet boomer. That's his name's Boomer Garcia. He made a whole appearance in a few videos. If you go back to the Vietnam archives and the breakdowns of Vietnam that we did, old Boomer Garcia was there. Oh, I'll tell you about my vision quest, man. When I was in Nam, I was uh, stationed there, 44th Battalion, uh, on over on uh, Hanoi. Uh, it's uh, Shanghai Division, and uh, we seen the we seen. I can't even do the impression because there's so many naughty race words I can't say but you get where it would be going right I seen them coming over the uh, hill there when I was in my uh, vision quest anyway can't do Demuma Garcia he, he'll, he'll just destroy the channel he starts coming out and, and uh, he starts saying just inappropriate things even though he's like a totally uh, you know, like COVID uh, stabby kind of guy now right you know, Fourth of July, man. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was stuck in my wheelchair from uh, 1976 to 1983, and I uh, had to do with a piece of shrapnel that was stuck in my anus. I can't say it was not from a uh, war time event, however, it would had to do with a uh, uh, Vietnamese prostitute house of ill repute. I can't go into the details of that; it's not appropriate right now. But uh, when I was on the vision quest, I seen. T- the, the fact that uh, Uncle Sam had it in uh, had it in his heart to come after every one of us via the IRS, blah blah. It's just a bunch of bullshit, right? A bunch of dumb conspiracies. I'm just being silly, anyway. But that's that's the direction Boomer Garcia goes in when he gets. Maybe we should do a sit down. That'd be the next skit if you guys like the. Hopefully, you guys like the uh, dandruff skit. And. Somebody said, you did really good writing in this. Guess what? I didn't write any of that. The whole dandruff skit was just literally a turn. I was combing my hair because my hair is getting long. And I was like, man, this hair looks ridiculous. And when I combed it out, it looked like the, it looked like a bell of a medieval prince, right? Like a faking gay medieval prince haircut, you know, like when Napoleon says with that hairdo. Look like a medieval warrior. My hair looked like that. And then I combed it. And there was a, a big pile of, of white on my shoulder. And I thought, I have this problem of dandruff. And then I thought how there's all these emotional PSAs that are supposed to get you to f- feel guilt and take action. But nobody does it for dandruff. So I just turned the camera on. And I said a bunch of nonsense for five minutes straight. And that's what came out. What'd you think? Hopefully everybody liked it. If you didn't see my dandruff PSA 
Some have said that they thought it was the funniest thing yet. So I'm I'm honored by that. That seems a bit much, but I'll take it. You can't bitch too much about compliments. I guess you're right. You got to take the compliments you get. So if you didn't see the funny video, here it is. It's all fun and games until somebody gets dandruff on, right? I thought it would be funny the the idea of instead of teabagging, you know, the 2008 thing from Halo where you teabag. What if instead of doing that, you would just shake out a bunch of dandruff on your victims? I don't know. It just all came to me. I thought that sounded funny. And then everybody's trying to decode it. What does this mean? Why would he post this? What does this mean? And I guess there's just a lot of new people. It's like, like two or three. You always get those two or three dudes. Uh, thank you for posting this. Now I know to unsubscribe. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want you here. <laughs> please, please unsubscribe. Uh, we've been doing the first things I ever loaded were up were ridiculous videos. So I'm sorry. It's not going away. It's never going away. In fact, I might, I might just get more and more ridiculous by the day. I'm taking ridiculous pills over here. I don't sell dick pills. I sell ridic pills. Literally. Chalk.com. Use the promo code J50 to get 50% off the most ridic pills out there. Look at this. See this right here? Chalk.com. Go over there right now. That's she legit. That gives you mental clarity and focus. All you slow boys out there. You need this she legit. To get mental focus and clarity. It'll help you read. I'm not joking. Now you got to know how to read. And you got to have the discipline to do it. And then the Shilajit will help with that. Also I write books. Go read these awesome books I've written. I think I'm going to do my next book. On the writings of the elite. It's really timely isn't it? That needs to be the next book. Just just do the do the geopolitics book. Because I want to write a book on espionage, but nobody will read that. Because nobody understands why that even matters, and they don't care. They oh, spy stories are cool, because it's like James Bond or whatever. No, it's not. Spy stories are uh, human compromise and destroying lives, and it's degenerate, horrible, organized crime figures. That's what the spy world really is. It's not James Bond. It's not macking on chicks. Ooh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Assassin. It's not what it is. Do you know what a confidential informant is? Like a cop? That's the spy world, dude. That kind of stuff. Which is a huge puzzle piece to how the world runs. But nobody wants to learn that. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. They don't understand why it even matters. So there's no point writing a book on espionage stuff. Might as well just write the book on, you know, writings of the elite. That's the next book. They reject today. By returning to yesterday. Oh, I forgot to mention that uh, Toffler in his books talked about how they would use the promotion of the idea of uh, primitivism or archaic revival. Right? Now, it's not inherently wrong to go be a homesteader or anything. That's not what they're talking about. Right? They're talking about the like 60s counterculture boomer hippie type of idea of uh, we're going to go back to the land. We're going to be uh, self-sufficient, all that, which is, again, that in itself is fine, but it was coupled by design with the uh, coom squad living, 
together in a giant commune with a bunch of greasy idiots, lazies, right? Some of the communes, the 60s, 70s, weird, which turned into a bunch of weird cults, turned into the stupid Jesus people stuff, which, by the way, ended up being a semi-CIA psyop because a lot of the Jesus people ended up kind of uh, morphing into the, uh, what do you call it? Calvary Chapel. Lonnie Frisbee, Chuck Smith, these these characters, right? They all come out of uh, CIA, Vietnam intelligence uh, operations and, and this kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> that archaic revival primitivism that was promoted in the 1960s, although it had good elements in it, right? It was wedded to vegetarianism, alternative lifestyles, communal living, literally. And it turned into a bunch of dumb cults. And Toffler talked about all that. Oh, and the alterations of uh, uh, diet. They tied it to like vegetarian crap. Because remember all these weirdos were the first vegetarians. It was before veganism, right? This was the vegetarians of the 60s and 70s. Do you remember the first vegetarian restaurant? Do you guys remember? Quiz question. Who started the first vegetarian restaurant? Oh, Father Yod. Remember Father Yod from the Source family cult, right? Now that was a straight up crazy mind control cult. If you've never watched that Source Family documentary, I highly recommend it. It's buck wild. But he was doing this alternative lifestyle stuff at that time. And it was all a big commune. Yet another kind. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Church. You can find me in the church. How is church and religion going to be altered in the future shock? This is going to be a very revelatory section. I'm excited to see what uh, old Portly Orson is going to tell us. <clears throat> Orsal Wells. Orson Sal, Orsal Wells. What's he going to tell us about the alterations in church? I was just singing John. This looks like John Dacre's congregation right here. Hello. My name is John Dacre. Remember John Dacre? Remember E-Bombs World? I was watching Rift Tracks and they made a John Dacre joke and I was like, oh, dude, I forgot about John Dacre. Remember that? The original. Not all the dumb remixes. The original John Dacre. This is this has got to be John Dacre's congregation right here. It looks like it. Although every congregation in the 1970s looks like that, right? Remember this old classic? This has been a nice time for me. I love this This part. year, I have made 55 years teaching in this. What do y'all think of Miss Reva Unsicker? Don't even sound like a real name. You couldn't make that name up, though. <laughs> That's got. She's wearing her gown. Like a nightgown to her local uh, access show, which, by the way, somebody would, I want 
I want my show to actually have that aesthetic. I'm serious. Of 1987 local access, like worse than, like re-recorded, taped over, taped over VHS level. That's what I want. And for the students on this show tonight, go to the First United Methodist Church. That includes me. I go to First United Methodist Church. Oh, Methodist. No wonder. No wonder. Reverend Jones, Bill Jones opened our show last time, and he's not here tonight. So, John... Imagine being the backup to Reverend Jones. So, Reverend Jones didn't make it, so you had to fill in the second slot, John Daker slot. Here's here. From now on, I'm going to start calling the second slot the John Daker slot. Like, do you host uh, Alex Jones' show? Yes, I do. You host that? Yes. In the John Daker slot. Bob Spencer, Michelle Casey, and I all go to First United Methodist Church. I was wondering about that because I heard Michelle Casey wasn't going. She was going to First Baptist now. But Reva Unsicker has updated us, so everybody calm down. Michelle Casey is still going to First United Methodist Church. So John is going to sing a song that's very popular nowadays, and it's Christ the Lord is Risen Today, and he's going to do Amora too, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> I like the forceful. It wasn't a question of okay. Is that okay? It was okay. Like, this is going to happen. My name is John Daker. Lord is risen today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Voice and triumphs Yep, yep, the remix. 
bells will ring, ting a ling ling ting a See, he's got the Baptist choir voice man baritone thing going I was talking about. Amore. The bell ring, amore. Tiki tiki tay. I don't even know that song, so for all I know, Tiki Tiki Tay could actually be in there and I wouldn't know. But I'm assuming that the lyrics aren't Tiki Tiki Tay. You guys tell me what's up. I, I know we have a lot of choir boys up in here. Of marriage. Tom, do you have a ring for Don? Would you place it? What? what? 1972, Tom's getting married to Don. The Donka Don. What? Fake and gray. Fake and gray. By the way, Methodist Church. Methodist Church is definitely fake and gray. So John Dacre is over there prophesying. On his finger and repeat after me. With this ring, I thee wed. With this ring, I thee wed. For as much as our brothers, Tom and Donald, have consented together in holy wedlock, the future's not planned, dude. It's just random shit, man. Yeah, here's 1972. Documentary based on the mouthpiece of the elite technocrat system that was coming. Telling you everything right here. Amazing. And have witnessed the same before God in this company, and thereunto have given and pledged their troth each to the other, and have declared the same. But troth or a trough? Eric Ibarra's Eric ears lit up over there. He heard the trough. Did he say trough? Where's it at? I might consider converting if they got a trough over there. By giving and receiving a ring and by joining hands, I pronounce that they are married. Amen. The setting for a quiet revolution. What? Did you hear that? Oh, Orson's telling us everything. Part of a larger revolution affecting all our institutions, religion, education. The factory-like school is under attack. Education is in the midst of revolution, and like most institutions, the result is change. As public institutions change, so do accepted standards. During the past nine years, I've been a theater manager, and during the last three years, since the enactment of the motion picture rating system, we have found that X-rated films are very popular with our audience and very profitable to us. As a matter of... <laughs> Prawn. We're going to skip this because... Sensitive YouTubes. ...would soon develop... ...clear that within a very few years, it will be possible to change memory processes in human beings through the use of drugs and electrical stimulation. MKUltra right here, right? So there, he's that guy just said that we can change your memories, right? Let's look forward to a period, a number of years from now, perhaps when a uh, person gets up in the morning and has to take the, the drug to bring his IQ up to the appropriate level, slap on the... Nobody in this audience needs that drug. What's the fast boy audience, right? To bring your IQs up. What? By the way, he's talking about chalk right there. 
So if you're wondering what drug was being prophesied, it's not a drug. It's an organic, natural element called chalk.com. See that right there? Tonkatalay, that's 100% proven to boost testosterone. You got a lot of you got a lot of vagina in you if, as a man? Are you 80% vagina? We'll get that vagina out of you by taking chalk.com. Becoming a masculine, toxic masculinity man. 100%. Head on over to chalk.com. Use the promo code J50 to get 50% off. However, if you really want to get in the right mode, get in that regular discipline approach, use the promo code J53LIFE. That's J53LIFE. Because that way, not only do you get, you see, y'all see that? That's my boomer socks and flip-flop method. Patented method. Method of what? Of existing. What do you mean? That's that's how I exist. It's not a style. It's not a fad. It's, an, it's a mode of existence. A mode of being. But if you want to get like me, head on over to chalk.com. Use the promo code J53LIFE. And you'll get that Tonkat Elite coming to you regularly. On the regular. And that will up those toxic masculinity points, which you might be low in. You might have had, I don't know, 75% pussy in you. 22%. I don't know what it is. Get those levels down, guys, by taking that Tonkat Elite and toxically masculinizing yourself. And ladies, if you got hormone problems, we got stuff like the Irish Moss right here, right? Irish Moss, that's great for helping ladies to balance their hormone imbalances. It just helps. It just helps. Head on over to chalk.com. Support the show via chalk.com. And let's get back over here to Orson Welles, who you can tell has not taken his chalk. Orson has neglected his chalk.com today. He was taking chocolate.com today look at that big old dude battery pack so that whenever he gets depressed he can uh, press a lever and turn on electrical stimulation which uh, delights him a little bit and find then that which delights it's not him. just that <laughs> what he can do these things <laughs> it's that he likes to do it right so now he, <laughs> so he's gonna he's gonna Prank shock his wife? Like, what's going Like, I like to wake her up with this. Which is uh, enough to <laughs> he did. Uh, understand. What? But that he does do these things. You look like Charles Manson over there. What? Look at that Manson hair. I like shock my wife. Wait. And Ain't nothing wrong with that. that it's not I give you the shock of your life. Because I am your life. do these things, which is uh, enough to uh, understand. But that he does do these things. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that to Jamie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Jamie's got a taser. I'm gonna start tasing her <laughs> when she wakes up. What in the world? Not that it's possible to gain control over intellectual functioning, but in fact that we. Now here's the. This is the. It's like the dude from the Kings of Convenience, doesn't it? Remember that guy? Half. And this person then, perhaps an entire society will be seen as a victim of the success of biotechnology. Uh, Biotech, biosecurity, interesting. Also going to be very relevant for uh, 
uh, what we're going to talk about in a minute when we get to the next sections, tying all of this together in our mad web of conspiratorial pablum. I just wanted to use that word pablum just for the, just to use it. Pablum. Pablum. That is to say that he no longer can exercise the choice to take the drug or put on the battery pack or whatever, but he's lost that choice simply because of the su subtle and pervasive increase in the tendency to use it. Technology and science altering behavior, extending our control over mind and body. We wire the animal, we wire the human, and with every new step, the consequences for human life become magnified. The first video games don't look very fun. <laughs> it's like, click yes, click no. We wire the animal. I just played yes and no. We wire the human, and with every new step, the consequences for human life become magnified. The secret of... Before Pong, there was yes and no. A very simple game. Life itself. The DNA molecule. A genetic discovery that could give man the ability to create life to specifications. With it comes the power to change evolution itself. Never have we had such opportunity. So DNA, RNA manipulation now. Such awesome responsibility. The DNA molecule might very well turn out to be the most important discovery in the whole history of medical science. Not only is it possible to create life, but to recreate it. Considering present scientific knowledge, we may soon be able to create carbon copies of human beings. Imagine the implications. Oh, so now I'm a cloning. Okay, the human being, genetically, down to the last detail. Cryonics. There is experimentation now with the possibility. Tiptoeing in my Jordans. Tiptoeing in my Jordans. Y'all know that riff riff raff got cryogenically froze. You ever seen tiptoeing in my Jordans? Not joking. Go watch the video. You can you can tell he's cryogenically froze. He's the first rapper to be cryogenically froze. Remember Vanilla Sky? Would you like a ice cream cone of a Tom Coom ice cream ice cream cone? Tom Tom Coom ice cream cone. Tom Coom frozen Tom Coom basically is what I'm trying to say. I can't make it work. Remember that? A Tom Coomsicle. Right? Has anybody seen Vanilla Sky? You know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> the movie's about cryogenics, if you didn't know. And Tom Coomsicles. ...that a body might be frozen and revived. If the frozen traveler awakes, what will he find? The advance of science tempts us to speculate on the... Ice cream cone. Vanilla ice cream. Vanilla I Tom. I, I cannot make it work. Make it work. Audience, make it work. Nature of the world which lies ahead. And the frozen time traveler, like all of us, looks Tom to tomorrow with hope for a better life. 
Tom Coombe is literally the frozen time traveler in Vanilla Sky. The spaceport. <laughs> they always show these Soviet cosmism art. Like, like that's what the future is going to be, right? Like, it's not going to be this awful dystopia. It's always just, like, perfect Star Trek-looking stuff. Looking to the day when space travel is routine. When gleaming, elegant rocket ships. Very different future. The supersonic transporters. To understand the consequences that what we do today determines what tomorrow will be. Alright, uh, I guess that's it. It's just turning into... Sounds like Barney Miller's show or something now. I don't know. Um, so you get the idea there... Again, reinforcing the fact that the future is planned. It's clearly planned even in terms of broad movements and changes in society that are completely disruptive. So ideological movements like feminism and dietary movements like vegetarianism, veganism, alternative lifestyles, living in a dang communion, all planned, all part of the future technoscape that these mad science goobers and goofballs have planned because they're crazy. And let's tie this into the next point, which is dead internet theory and what might be going on with the chat GPT AI psyop in my view. So let's, let's see this, which I thought was a pretty good video. Uh, I've never heard of this channel, never followed it. It's called all time but it looked like they had some decent other videos on there in more of the kind of out there fringy type of stuff right so now we're going to start theorizing a little bit about this notion that popped up on 4chan or reddit several years ago about the idea that gigantic portions of the internet are all just fake so I think this is over the top. Like not everything is fake and gray, but a lot of shit's fake and gray. So I would say maybe 50% of this theory is plausible, right? Maybe it's about 50% of what is going on. And a lot of conspiracy theories, right? They're usually uh, pieces of the picture, right? Individual theorists usually get some things wrong and some things right in varying degrees. But it's never... It's not typically the case that one theory is totally right, right? But a lot of times they have uh, significant percentages or portions of the theory correct, or it's it's partially true, partially correct, right? And I've been looking at this kind of stuff, you know, for 20 plus years. So I can say from my years of wise experience that that's, that's probably about about right, right? So we don't have to, I'm not wholesale promoting everything that this channel says or what this guy's talking about, but this has a lot of views um, and it's going to get into the basics and then we'll look at uh, what I think is probably the likely percentage of this, which I said is 50%. Then we'll get some super chats. Then we'll get into the AI uh, psyop element of this. The kind of feeling you get when you know someone is lying to your face. The kind of feeling you get when you connect two formerly unconnected points in your mind, and their newfound connection gives you chills because you didn't want to believe it, but the truth is too obvious. Gives me chills? Number three. 
What if all of the internet was actually fake? And in 2016, they replaced it with largely bots. Would we even know, given the fact that deepfakes have gotten so good? ...is to ignore now. This theory adds a deep-seated gut feeling to what many of you have experienced for years and years, but have been unable to put into words. The feeling that something is deeply wrong online, but you can't put your finger on what or why. Many people seem to have peace. I saw a five-year-old video where you were trashing space. Can again, you? I'm making fun of you at the beginning of this video, dude. Where people thought I was literally saying that all of space is fake and gay. Dude, how dumb are you, man? We got an audience of 80% fast boys and 20% slow boys. And fragments, but no one seems to have figured everything out. Once it's weird that people, like, they don't understand jokes. By the way, remember, I remember when I got bot raided by Flat Earth bots when I was doing my live stream about, uh, it was either, I think it was Brief History of the Future. Some of you guys have been around for that long. You remember the bots that raided? So we're not here to talk about, that's not what, here we go. We got bots in here again. But remember when the bots raided my channel? Remember that? Queepy. As James LaFleur says, hey guys, welcome. Isn't this video queepy? <laughs> explain all of this. I'm sure a lot of you are going to be feeling these exact thoughts. So, I'm sorry if I break any worldviews with this video, it honestly isn't my intention. I, like so many others, just want the truth. So let's get right into the dead internet theory. Most of the internet is fake. This theory is a collection of a lot of- <laughs> And gay, right? That's, that's the real, <laughs> that's the real theory. ...ideas for many people. But credit must be given to Illuminati Pirate for bringing together so much of this information into a single thread. I'm going to discuss a lot of what he says, as well as pull a ton of information from a variety of sources and comments from all over the web. The simple explanation for the dead internet theory is that the vast majority of the internet is actually generated by artificial intelligence in conjunction with paid... Now, this is where it gets a little strange. The majority of the internet? Well, how would you even know that? Now, maybe there's a lot of the of the internet in the freaking dark web or whatever, which I don't know anything about the dark web other than... Other than what Chills' videos have told me about the dark web. <laughs> have you ever gone onto the dark web? I do not recommend it. Queepy. Right. By the way, I watch James LaFleur's videos now for entertainment far more than I do Chills. So so James has taken over my uh, my Chills a spot in my life there was a, there was a significant chill spot and then chills became a rapper and then you know i felt like james is keeping it keeping it real over there at the impossible this is the impossible channel of james lafleur everything is creepy <laughs> the possible channel it's hard to do his voice because he has a french canadian accent but i'll get it down but he does say creepy Anyway, um, I don't think that 80% of the internet's fake. I don't know where they came with these numbers, but unless the whole dark web is somehow the real internet and it makes up 80% and that's all a bunch of feds and weird, creepy stuff, which creepy stuff, which I'm sure it is. Um, 
That seems a little extreme. Media influencers in order to manufacture consumer. This is true though. This part. The internet too, which I think is like the social the social media overlay, right? That was about certain chosen influencers being able to take over the influence that previously would have been had via if you remember before social media, which I do. I mean, I remember I've been here since before internets, okay? And the internet from like 2000 up to 2014, right? That's when it was dominated by still websites. And then they introduced the search engines to game and control what popped up in searches, right? That was going on pretty early. Then it turned into get rid of even the search engines cap capabilities because everybody remembers. And I know this cause I had a blog and if you had a website, which I still do, um, prior to 2016 and it had to do with the whole Trump stuff, right. And the made up Russiagate stuff, which I was right about all that. I was, I told, I made videos immediately saying that it was all fake, the Russiagate stuff. And guess what? I was right. Um, I posted that video many times. I did a whole like hour long breakdown of how Russiagate was a big psyop and in intelligence disinfo campaign. And I was right. Anyway. But that's when they started demoting blogs and websites. Cause I saw it live time with my website. Cause I used to get <clears throat> at least a hundred thousand views a month and then and sometimes it was even more than that sometimes it was 150 200,000 views a month and they started demoting anything like that that wasn't the mainstream stories and the justification for the alteration of all the google stuff was because of russia stealing the election right and it was all baloney but the justification they'd already done it right remember all that so you saw it first if you had a website because you saw your your website traffic just cut in half basically. And then then the purges came on the platforms next. Remember that? But one thing that we probably didn't really realize and I didn't really realize cuz I I'm not really a techie kind of dude at all, right? Cuz I'm a a chalk taken dude. I'm not a silicon uh, microchip sucking dude. I don't suck on microchips all day like some of these silicon boys do. I don't lick microchips and mo I don't lick motherboards. I don't drink the electrical milk from the teats of the motherboard in Silicon Valley like some of these boys. By the way, I watched Infinity Pool and that was weird and gross. So I don't know if I can do a review of Infinity Pool. I think we had some people requesting that, but uh, and that was uh, I think it was kind of illuminate confirmed, right? If you saw Infinity Pool, because I won't go into that, but there was the whole breast scene that was weird and gross at the end. Anyway. So they changed the algorithm and then they purged. Remember the purge, the waves of purges on the, on YouTube channels, right? Remember that? And so basically I'm saying we need MySpace back. <laughs> I'm just joking. 
I need to pimp my MySpace again, once again. Anyway, that was all partially to completely change the internet we now see, right? That's what this that's how this theory ties into it because the dating of this theory is around the time of Russiagate 2016-2017, right? And the whole just ridiculous nonsense story that Trump was elected because of a few bots that a hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bot farm. Bought in Moldova or somewhere, which wasn't even a Russian bot farm. is basically a farmed out Vault 7 CIA bot farm. And number one, that's ridiculous. Number two, it was ridiculous to think that that's what got Trump the election. Right? It's just preposterous. Anyway, but the media just ran with this for years. And the just that that was the justification for changing the internet on a vast scale, <clears throat> as well as the Obama era treaty. Remember that where they handed over ICANN to I think to the United Nations. That was all part of what was going on at the same time. All this is going around around the same time, 2016, 17, 18. So this theory is then saying that oh, guess what? Also, there was this flooding of bots, and there used to be. There were articles 10, 15 years ago talking about how they would create bots and sock puppet armies to influence public opinion because we covered them on the earliest boiler rooms. We were covering those sock puppet written articles and sock puppet characters and bots that the Pentagon was rolling out back in 2013, 14. Because they were rolling out those influence bots uh, for foreign conflicts relating to uh, Syria Assad, all this stuff, right? All the stuff that NATO basically runs still, right? They were, they were saying they were going to roll out all these bots back then. Now that was, you know, older tech. So there's no telling how advanced the bots really are. If they've handed out chat gay PT to everybody, right? Which is ridiculous. I refuted that damn thing in about a minute. If you saw my video, I proved, I proved that in my video. Anyway, so th- do you remember, this is what Elon was talking about. I didn't even realize this until, remember when Elon took over Twitter, he was talking about the bot problem. He's talking about this. I didn't realize that until now. Because I don't, I mean, I read about things, but I don't know tech stuff. Like I don't know about bots and all this kind of stuff. So other than what I read in, you know, reports, like, I didn't know that Twitter was overrun with gigantic hordes of bots. Although I did know that there was a lot of fake accounts on Twitter. For example, do you remember when it came out that Obama's profile was like 80% fake bots followers? Remember that? And it came out years ago too, which I now realize is all part of this basically deceptive internet. 
It's basically internet, basically a damn lie now. Internet, you a lie. You a lie now, internet. Been freaking lying to me. Let's see if we can find that. Remember the article that was saying that all the views of Katy Perry and Rihanna were all fake. And it was in the Daily Mail. And it was like probably seven or eight years ago. I know they mentioned, I think, Rihanna. Have y'all heard of her? This artist called Rihanna. Let's see if we can find that old old article. Daily Mail. Yes, here it is. 2012. 11 years ago. See, I remember this. This article from 11 years ago. Look at that. Now, that's just one example of this. Inflated views are all fake. Okay, yeah, everybody. Who doesn't know this, right? But it's not just that. It's way more of a problem than this is what I'm getting at. And this video will go. Let's get into that. For an increasingly wider range of newly normalized products, as well as to dramatically sway public opinion. Now, this video is like making it like a level one Reddit reader theory, right? Oh, look. They're, get, they're destroying the internet to make us into consumers. That's like the lowest level of what this would be used for. To market to you, right? Via bots and, and algorithms. Okay, we all know that's going on now, right? That's obvious. That all of your data and all that is at the most basic level fed back to you via the profile that they have of you, via your purchases and all your information to feed you shit that they want you to buy. Okay, that's the lowest level of this conspiracy. Okay, sure, yeah, but it's way more than that that, that that's, that's really going on here. It's not just a gaming the system through marketing scheme. ...and control the collective attitude or outlook of people or culture. For all of the... The goal, if you want me to lay it out, is to create a perfect feedback loop. And so think of... You as a living being, as a node in a giant computer matrix, and the computer as another node in this giant matrix. And so you sometimes represent something that does not go along with the determined algorithm system that they want. You're a virus. You're a rebel program. Literally, to the technocrat mindset, right? Because they view you as meat computers, right? Meat sacks programmable meat sacks some of the meat sacks aren't following the program and so in order to do the the to make you into pliant meat sacks that will end your lives in other words become sterile and don't go into the future is what i'm talking about okay then what's happening is they want to put out outputs that alter you so that you give the correct out. So output and then the input, and then you give the right outputs. So it's social engineering to alter your output, meaning the way you act, the way you live, the way you think. They want the perfect feedback loop. And that's literally what the technocrats at MIT, AKA Norbert Wiener and the cybermetrics, the cybernetics people, that's what they said. So think of it like that. So the whole purpose of social media and the reason they would flood it with all this fake and the bot stuff is to change everyone's 
modus operandi to socially engineer and alter people to make them into nodes in the system. Younger people out there who didn't experience the internet as it used to be, the internet of today is vastly different. Before the advent of the internet connected cell phone or the mass adoption of the home computer, before. So See, where's Tom at, right? That's what I'm saying. People are talking about Tom, and I'm over here like. You like my Tom impression? See, Tom knew what was up. Tom was like, I gave you guys MySpace. I'm out of here. This shit's crazy. It's going to destroy the world. Yeah, exactly. Social media even existed. The internet was a place where people came to express passion, hobbies, feelings, and thoughts. It wasn't filtered or selectively shown to you based on what an algorithm thinks you want to hear. It also was. So I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but. Uh, what if I think that guy might be the smartest guy? What if he actually is the smartest guy in the world? What if marketing bros are the smartest guys in the world? An echo chamber to reinforce your pre-existing beliefs, whatever they may be. That's what we mean by feedback loop, right? So the feedback loop isn't just to reinforce your pre-existing beliefs. It's also to eventually over time turn you and mold you into the beliefs that the system wants you to have, right? It's a long-term social engineering tool. It doesn't have to be that, right? It could be a tool for liberty and, you know, self-education and uh, self-sovereignty. All those, sure, yeah, it can be all those things too, but that's not what they want it for. And one thing that we've seen over and over and over from these people, what they do is they will roll out things under the guise of libertarian freedom, right? <clears throat> Silicon Valley itself is built on this whole libertarian idea. What that does is that attracts the creative self-motivated individuals, they then build it up. And then the people who wanted and sucked off all of that energy and creativity, they then flip that and turn that into a control mechanism. Literally look at this platform right here. It was opened up for freedom and innovation and creativity. Millions, millions, millions of people came on, built it up. Then it flips and it turns into a complete top-down control mechanism. This is a consistent pattern that we've seen. And really all of Silicon Valley, in my view, is that, right? It has this libertarian layer on it. And then when the people come in with all their creativity, they don't know the bigger game plan. They build this nightmare system and the nightmare system flips and turns on them. And then they've sold out and run away with their billions of dollars. But I mean, what good is your billions of dollars going to do when all this destroys the world? It doesn't make it's it's irrational, right? But anyway, now now that the system is built, though, I'm starting to think that part of the the, the war here is on people that are creative. So the reason we're seeing the flooding of AI into the art space and into film and TV and movies and video games, blah blah blah, is because it's actually intended to crush and destroy the creative element in human beings. I'm not joking. And some of the MKUltra doctors even talked about controlling the imagination like Gregory Bateson. And so I think for a long time, entities like Disney existed as uh, things to control the imagination. <clears throat> now uh, they're moving into the phase of crush the human uh, spirit, human creativity and imagination. So that it's going to the next level. And that's what actually Klaus and uh, Harari even said that, right? 
we don't need human free will anymore. Free will is an illusion. It doesn't ex even exist. And so what I'm saying is, I think they're going to basically disrupt and, and ruin the internet from within so that they can bring in internet era three, which will be some kind of control track trace. You can't even use it unless you sign on with some kind of private keys or biometric identity or something. It wasn't created to keep you locked into a website or an app for hours. You see, that's what the big social media things exist to do. To keep you sucked in and stuck on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right? And the reason they threw such a fit, and you can say, oh, it was a long-term psyop. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it is. But you can tell they obviously threw a fit just for Twitter getting exposed and having a little bit of freedom. They're freaking out. Which again, whatever you think of Elon and all that, the point is that that proves this point, which is that it's all erected now for basically social engineering and mind control, ultimately. And the long-term game is, to, I think, to disrupt the internet as it is. Hours every single day. The internet was a collection of human thought, both right and wrong. And what you found and enjoyed was up to you. It wasn't monetized. The point of it wasn't to get as many clicks as possible or to keep you engaged for as long as possible. It just... It used to be neat to just find like endless cool websites that people had designed. Remember that era of like 2010? And you could just you could just search and research whatever you were interested in for endless hours, right? Could on and on and on. And now, you know, the, I mean, you can find good search engines that still kind of work like that, but they've intentionally destroyed the search engines. They don't work. They just pull up like just mainstream bullshit. Right. And you can't find the stuff that you, unless you know exactly where to go. Right. A lot of old, uh, archived information and research is just gone. And that's obviously by design. Was the internet was whatever you made it. One doesn't realize that they're living in the Wild West until that wild is taken away from them. Just as such, most of us didn't realize that the freedom of expression of the old internet that we all enjoyed would someday disappear. But here we are. Only now, in its awful absence, do we realize how bad things have gotten. Like I said earlier, a lot of people have had this sinking feeling in their gut for a while, but they didn't understand or realize why. The fact is, there is a massive and incomplete puzzle here. Some of us have a piece or two, but none of us have all the pieces, and anyone that claims otherwise, I wouldn't trust them. This incomplete puzzle connects us all, so it's in our best interest to try to find as many pieces as possible. These days, the internet feels so empty and devoid of people. Have you ever noticed that? Truly hear me out here. The internet feels devoid of content. It's safe, sterile, bland. There is nowhere to go, nothing to do, see, or read. There are no ex yeah, so, I mean, I used to have, like, a whole litany of sites I read regularly. And some of those sites still exist, yes. But uh, this does ring true for, I think, a lot of people who, you know, have been using the Internet for a long time. Like, maybe if you're young, you you don't really, you weren't doing research on the Internet in 2005, right? Well, I was, you know. So I, I remember how all this operated prior to the existence of things like Facebook, right? Experiences anymore. It's a collection of 10 or so websites or apps that everyone visits over and over again until they go to sleep, only to do it again the next day. This was all part of the entrainment 
on purpose, which the designers of the big uh, social media company said they did on purpose. So basically they were already admitting that the purpose was to destroy the internet as it was at that time. It's a series of empty husks. The internet seems gigantic, but it's more like a hot air balloon because there's nothing inside. Now that is the case, you see. That, that, and the, uh, the argument here is that pr it's, this is post-2016. The same repeated threads and pictures and similar replies reposted over and over again across the years to the point that it's unremarkable anymore. All of your friends enjoying the same funny video as you, the same talking points shared repeatedly over and over online, or how every day something new is trending. So you better jump in and give your take on it. Now the trending thing is about a big part of it too for control, right? Because there didn't used to be at every social media website what was trending. And then of course it came out that what was trending is all staged and faked and bought and all that kind of stuff, right? It's not really trending. And they've been boosting and posting goobers and grifters and degenerates for years as if they're trending and popular. And they're not, but it works. People believe that that, that, that is the case. Every day, it's something. And that's why there's the power of social engineering through all this stuff, right? People think that, you know, goober XYZ has, you know, 50 million followers and is the most important uh, person on the internet because they, you know, are Bruce gender and put makeup on and stare into a camera. And that's not what people, people don't actually want that, but you're told that that's what you want. So the conversation can never linger too long. There's always the next new or shocking or unusual thing. Everyone is talking about that again, the, in, the infinite scroll and the idea of being completely discombobulated with no fixity. That was a social engineering psyop technique by the tech elites, by Silicon Valley people. They'd even talked about doing it that way. They said it fed that whole dopamine addiction thing, and you never actually gain knowledge by, by doing this. And people are like, how come you don't reply to my tweets? Why don't you retweet me? Don't you? Because I rarely ever reply to anyone on these things. Because I learn I read in 2005 six Hoffman was predicting this very thing he was saying that they would do this with the never-ending scroll and with the infinitude but it's not actually an infinite amount of he was at that time talking about an infinite amount of information in the old internet right and now it's not even that. It's an infinite scroll of pseudo-information and pseudo-intellectualism. And wow, what a powerful technique for mind control on so many levels. I'm sure everyone watching this has heard of a news story that sounds like the one that they've heard a thousand times before. But this time, it's new and shocking and unusual. It boggles the brain. That's because bots have been writing the news for a long time. And we covered those old articles 10 years ago or eight, eight or nine years ago in Boiler Room, 2014, 15, where they were saying they were, they were already writing news articles. Bots were writing news articles and they just recycle them. And we, we were calling attention to that, noticing, hey, how come every April we get the story that North Korea has launched uh, ICBM tests 
right? It comes around every April, May, June. We get the whole watch, watch this summer. See if we don't get the early to mid summer. Uh, Kim Jong is testing a, a missile. Okay. I've been watching the news for 20 years. Uh, what's another classic that we see? Uh, discovery of life on Mars. That's been recycled since I was in high school. I remember being in freaking high school and it came on freaking CNN. And you guys remember I did a live stream where I actually found it. I found the Bill Clinton life on Mars clip. Let's see if we can, let's see, if we, let's see if we can find it. I couldn't believe I remembered it. Remember this? 99? Maybe I was already out of high school. And it was in the 90s. But hell, they probably recycled it in the 90s. 96. I was right. How many times have they recycled this ridiculous, stupid-ass story since the freaking 90s? Now, if you want to talk about space being fake and gray, well, here you go. We found life on Mars. Uh, how dare you? And by the way, uh, when I saw the alien craft, it looked like it was a cigar shape. And if you know about cigar shapes, then you know about me and Monica Lewinsky. Right. Ha ha. That was an easy one. I mean, is that good memory or is that good memory? Right. 96, I was a junior in high school. And I remember this stupid, because it was on the news. Was like, Life on Mars, dude. Whoa. <laughs> and Bill Clinton came on. Here it goes. Right. I told you. Good afternoon. Now, how many times have they recycled this completely stupid story, which is completely made up? I'm not joking. Like every year or two. Scientists from NASA have discovered the possible discovery of maybe potentially confirmed life on Mars. I'm glad to be joined by my science and technology advisor, Dr. Jack Gibbons, to make a few comments about today's announcement. And you're all faking, Gray. You're all faking, Gray. This is the product of years of exploration and months of intensive study by some of the world. And I inserted that cigar-shaped craft inside. Oh, excuse me. Never mind. That's a different cigar. Anyway, you can go watch this, but there it is. And I don't remember if I was walking through uh, home class or what, but they made a big deal about this in 1996, right? And how many times have they recycled this story? I've seen this story so many times. For example... How many times have we heard something about a new type of moon only happening tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, he gives two examples, too, that are funny, too, right? A blue moon, a blood moon, a super, super flower. The blood moons of Israel. By my new book, by John Hagee. Moon pies from space. <laughs> blood moon pies. Blood moon, a pink moon, a super pink moon, a hunter's moon, a snow moon. You get the point. Why does everything feel so fake and manufactured? It's always the same thing. Because everything is being standardized and is being fakely manufactured. Everything fake and gray. Or a slightly different thing repeated over and over as if it's produced content made to distract and occupy your mind. Because they've probably been rolling out shit with ChatGPT or his granddaddy, Chat, Chat Grandpappy T, for a long time. That's what. That's probably what's been going on, right? So hell, we don't even do we even know what's fake and real on the internet anymore. 
See, that part of this theory is correct. I wouldn't say 80, 80%. That seems like a, a lot, but why get it? But I mean, we can still see that, you know, a lot of, for example, on Twitter, uh, I mean, I've never bought any Twitter followers ever. I've never actually bought any followers ever on anything. <clears throat> so, but that doesn't mean that you're not getting bought followers, right? So, and I can tell when I look at a lot of the new followers, you know, quite a few of these are obviously still bots, right? Which you can't really control. It just happens. So that you just get these bots popping up. But how many story, I, I mean, I don't think all these news stories are all fake. It's just that a lot of them are regurgitated and fake. Yes. Like these moon stories or the life on Mars, all that shit's re just regurgitated. Out there and march in the streets to demand better wages or safer working conditions after a grueling day of work when you can go home and saturate your mind on endless, mindless escapism. The new Super Glitter Moon is happening tonight, and Jimmy Kimmel just said something that is hilarious, and Dr. Seuss books. So you want to know where to invest a thousand? No, I don't need to know where to invest a thousand dollars from a dude that looks like he's got a cold, a, a dude that looks like he's got Down syndrome and a cold play shirt. Says that have the potential to generate income. Books are changing, aren't you mad? And have you seen the new Marvel trailer? Don't step back, don't stop to think, keep engaged, keep scrolling, keep buying, keep wasting your time. Now that's true. The big part of this is the time drain, energy drain element, absolutely. Keep pointlessly arguing with bots online made to offend you to spark unending. Now this is true, which is weird because I noticed right after this guy pointed this out in this video, I watched this video two, three days ago, right? And I noticed right after that, when I logged in on Twitter, I was seeing all of these posts by people I don't follow and would never follow. And the weird part was that it was posts that probably the algorithm already knows that I would totally dislike and hate. Right? I'm not joking. Like I log in and I see like trad cat and Calvinist posts popping up at me. Not even about my, not even mentioning me, just like by random trad cat Calvinist profiles, right? And it's obviously the algorithm was showing me tweets by people I don't care about, my friends had not replied to, to get me to engage and to argue, right? Right after I just watched this guy's video talking about that. And other people on Twitter have noticed that too, that it's like, hey, wait a minute, this is showing me people that are complete goobers I would never follow. Complete idiots. But it's showing it wants me to engage with these goofuses. Right? Engagement. Do you like superheroes? How about Hollywood drama? New music? The algorithm is here to feed you an endless supply of content based on what it assumes you want. Have any of you noticed how sterile fiction has become? How it caters to the lowest common denominator and follows the And even worse than that, it's woke now, dude same template over and over again how music is the same bland seemingly created in a lab song over and over again this is to destroy human creativity i guarantee 100 by the way Bertrand russell and these people they talked about that 100 years ago that that was part of this goal stamp out the human spirit there is a reason for all of this what does 
What does Winston say to O'Brien? I'm 100% serious. What does Winston say to O'Brien? O'Brien, I hate you. I want to stamp your spirit out because I hate you. And you represent just humans in general. So who's behind the tech stuff? Who's O'Brien? That is the spirit and mindset of the people behind this pushing this. Do you understand that? Have you not read the chapter? One of the most important chapters in all literature ever. Did you watch my video on it? Do you even read books? Do you, does anybody even care? Do you know what I'm talking about? The villain chapter? Because it's not just a, it's a discussion, a profound discussion of metaphysics that you wouldn't expect in the midst of a dystopian novel, the most famous novel or top five of the 20th century, right? So there's that. And everything that O'Brien says in the novel ties directly into this point right here about the destruction of human creativity and creative individuals and so forth via the rollout of synthetic creativity and AI replacing and destroying everything, right? Amazingly important chapter on, let's see which chapter it is. I think it's, yeah, it's towards the end where they're, where they're debating metaphysics. So let's see, three, section three of chapter, chapter three. So section, chapter three, section three, and it begins where, uh, they're talking about, there are three stages in your, in your reintegration, said O'Brien, learning, understanding, and acceptance. It's time for you to enter the second phase. And he's at the ministry of love, which is torturing him. So you notice everything's inverted, right? War is peace. Slavery is freedom. Love is torture. And this is the chapter where he talks about the priests of power. It's just pure. Uh, the end goal is power for power's sake. Um, he says, by the way, he says dinosaurs are fake. Do you know that? In that chapter? O'Brien says, if I tell you that dinosaurs existed, you'll believe in dinosaurs. And that's why most people believe in dinosaurs because we told them that they exist. And then it goes into this really deep discussion of the fallacy of authority and the metaphysics of power, the brotherhood, the secret society uh, that is the inner party, right? It's an amazing chapter. So if you've not read it, go read it. And it, it helps to explain the absolute pure evil from which the technocrats come. Algorithms and computer programs have been manufacturing content now for at least a decade that we know of. It's the Wizard of Oz mindset. Once you take a step back and the curtain has been pulled and you see it for what it really is, you can't go back to the way you used to think. It's like knowing Santa isn't real. No matter what you do, you can't make it real anymore. An interesting detail that Illuminati Pirate brought up was anime. 
and I'm going to include manga as well, and why it's so popular and beloved today. The reason why is because it is such a complex and passion-driven art form. More often than not, the art and story in manga are all created by one person on a weekly basis. There are actual humans behind this content, and because of that, it's so much more enjoyable than so much of the generic computer-created nonsense that is shoved in our faces. Uh, there might be some truth to that, and maybe that's why people still enjoy comic books, right? Uh, now, of course, obviously, Marvel and the big comic companies are all completely 100% woke soy establishment garbage, right? But... You know, there's still independent uh, artists and people out there that people enjoy. Um, I'm not particularly into comic books, but uh, I have friends that uh, are, you know, professional artists and graphic novel guys, friends for a long time. And, you know, they, they describe the horrors of this whole genre. But I think there will always uh, be, you know, people who appreciate uh, human authentic art. So I'm not completely dystopian when it comes to this stuff. It's just that they're trying to really condition everybody to accept all this garbage via like what we see in Brave New World, right? Because in Brave New World, you can't do your own art. Or there's no such thing as art art and creativity. Like The music's all made by computers. Um, the movies are all just basically prawn and explosions, <laughs> right? And uh, you, you can't do... There is no artistic creativity and expression in Brave New World. Certainly not in 1984, right? But today, something intuitively inside of us recognizes that. So side note, watch a really good anime if you haven't. You'll know right off the bat how different it feels compared to anything else on TV. It's got heart and soul and purpose. But let's go deeper into the internet side of things. Let's talk about YouTube. For the younger people watching this, YouTube used to honestly be about expressing yourself. It was random people in front of a camera talking about how they felt or what they've experienced. It was real, it was organic, it wasn't about trends. Nowadays, if you talk about the wrong thing, your video gets demonetized. If you say the wrong thing, your video gets removed. You can speak freely as long as you're okay with being suppressed in the algorithm and no one sees your content. The views, the clicks, the growth on YouTube, it's all nonsense. I did YouTube for seven years before I got as big as I am today, and it's completely artificial. That's what blew my mind. That was the difference between me not succeeding and succeeding, was realizing that fact. It's all fake. Say the Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Great things and push the right content and you'll succeed. You go with the way the wind is blowing. But if you stand in the face of that wind, you'll be standing there alone with 20 views. And this is not me complaining. These are objective facts. Look at almost any channel you subscribe to and take a look at their views. Individuals are being pushed away in favor of corporate news, corporate music, and... It's amazing that we've reached over 100. Now... Uh, there's no telling what we'd be at, right? If we weren't suppressed, because you know we are. Uh, and just think about, yeah, have I seen Flip City Magazine? Yeah, they did a whole uh, issue about me. And uh, yeah, I love those guys. Really cool, really cool dudes over at Flip. Shout out to Flip City Magazine. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's no telling what, what kind of subscriber base we'd have if we weren't, you know, flagged and throttled and all that. Safe and inoffensive content that makes money. Another creepy angle regarding YouTube and other forms of media are deepfakes. Not only can computers and AI replicate faces accurately, but now voices as well. The safest thing to assume is that the technology we see in the mainstream today was created 10 to 15 years before we ever saw it. So this is what's going to tie into the next final video, which is the role of the AI being rolled out and the chat GPT, right? So what he's saying here about deep fakes and deep voice fakes and all this stuff, the reason this is, I've been thinking about like, why are they rolling all this out? And you can say, oh, well, it's, you know, her and it's Blade Runner 2049 and you're going to get your fake iOS girlfriend and all this kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, but uh, I think there's this element to where, like Klaus says in terms of cyber polygon, right? There will be the cyber pandemic. It will be far worse than the COVID-19 crisis. The COVID-19 crisis will pale in comparison to the cyber pandemic that is coming. So again, these these pandemic collapse of the internet leads then to the new internet three whatever that's going to be which the next video will explain so just imagine what ai can do now what we won't be able to comprehend for years it's so creepy to think about fake people fake comments fake faces fake articles it's terrifying how much of the internet is actually real people events news so many things could be completely fictional. And I mean, honestly, how would we know? April 15th. So what I'm getting at, right? They want it to be this way because now the internet will lose all credibility. You see. 12 years ago off the sunset. Stop being so nice to women. So we'll never equal turned on or attracted to you. I know you want women to be wildly attracted to you. Sunset Coast of Perth, Australia. A computer network analyst was arrested for stealing one of the most important pieces of insight and information we have today regarding all of this stuff. Upon his arrest and eight hours of interrogation, he refused to disclose where he had gotten this information from. What information did he steal? Nothing. I just made this entire scenario up. Do you see how easy it could be for an AI or a computer program to write up a plausible article like this and disseminate it? Make three or four websites push different variant versions of the BS story. Share it to Facebook, Twitter, push it out on Google, and let the unknowing populace read it, believe it, and share it further until a fake story becomes a real story. How long do you think it would take for someone to realize it wasn't real? Things like this have honestly happened many times, and by the time the truth comes out, the internet has moved on to whatever the next objective is. By that future point, almost no one cares anymore and the facts get moved off of search engines and pushed into unfindable parts of the internet. The internet of old is dead. Here's another interesting thing you yourself can witness. The internet on your smartphone is not the same as the internet on your PC. Try it out for your... Now this one I haven't confirmed, but I've wondered about this, right? I've been wondering, wait a minute, couldn't they just via the phone alter what you're seeing much easier than the older methods of reading the internet on the PC or the laptop. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea because I'm not, I'm not a tech nerd kind of person, but I have had this thought in my head, like, couldn't they just have like totally different overlays? 
So this guy claims that this is the case, but I've not confirmed this, but I would not be surprised. Go to any popular website with a lot of traffic and spend a few days randomly checking the same thing from your PC and your smartphone. You'll notice from time to time that what you see on one device is completely different from the other. Entire threads can play out differently. Can anybody confirm this? Is this true? I mean, that's pretty crazy. Has anybody seen this? Comparing what you see on a iPhone or a, a Android versus what you see on uh, PC or Mac. Sometimes you'll see different comments, different like to dislike ratios on comments, all kinds of weird anomalies you'd only notice because you're coming at it from two different places. Interesting. So different ratios? Wow. I'm sure a lot of you have experienced the case of trying to find that one comment that you really liked and never being able to find it again. Maybe it was simply deleted, but it's weird that so many of us have experienced that before. The argument for algorithms. Now could, I don't believe in Mandela effect, I think it's goofy, but could this be par partially explanation for why there seems to be these uh, anomalies in what people remember? Maybe they're experiencing, I'm just spitballing, this is theory. Maybe they're experimenting with psyops against memory by altering history on the internet. Is that it helps us find what we want to see and caters to our likes and dislikes. That doesn't sound so bad, right? But I don't buy that for a second. Because for years and years, the argument was that different algorithms for different people don't exist. It isn't real. What are you talking about? Well, years later. Well, we know that's true. So whoever was denying that is an idiot because you get, just look at the personalized ad experience, right? You talk about, you know, Purplesaurus Rex flavored condiments, and the next day you get the Purplesaurus Rex recommended in your ad garbage, right? So, well, that means there's a personalized algorithm, duh. Later, with overwhelming evidence to prove that algorithms do exist, now it's widely accepted as a real thing and spun as a positive. But that isn't necessarily... Yeah, that's a good point. Remember, remember, I remember when they would say, oh, that doesn't exist. Because people were saying they're stealing big data. They're taking big data and tailoring it to individuals to sell them crap. And I remember they said that was a conspiracy theory. How dare you say that? You're so crazy. It doesn't exist. And then now, what do they always do? Oh... Uh, yeah, it exists. It's great, by the way. It's a good thing. Fairly true either. The algorithm is there to keep you engaged and hooked on websites and apps for longer, to accurately collect your likes and dislikes, and do whatever it takes to keep your eyes glued to the screen and your wallet spending money. If you linger too long on a certain... It's way more than that. It's also ultimately to train you. Right, entrainment. By the way, uh... If you guys would hit like and share, uh, we had almost 800 tonight, so that's great for a Sunday night. Uh, we've been looking at <clears throat> the documentary uh, Future Shock, the dead internet theory, and then a little bit of how that might tie into Klaus's cyber polygon, and then how that will relate perhaps to the chat GPT, why this is being rolled out, which in my view is a psyop, to get you to think that you're uh, having a relationship with 
an evolving, super cool Scarlett Johansson AI that loves you and that you can marry in the next five years. That's all psyops because if we get a big cyber polygon or whatever, and if they flood the internet with fakes and synthetics and bots and AI art, blah, 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 then now the whole internet will be unreliable. Then they'll say, ah, and we have a solution to the problem that we created. By the way, problem reaction solution, which is to introduce some form of uh, no longer being anonymous. And then now you, now you can basically just control the internet. Thread or a video, the algorithm will recommend more like it. If you argue online, the algorithm will find and create more incendiary posts. To See, there you go. That's what, that's what the algorithm did to me, trying to bait me. He got a big middle finger for me. I didn't, I, I didn't take the bait. Rile you up and keep you engaged. If you didn't already know it, you are the product being manipulated and used and AI will do yep. anything to keep you there. There you go. What is right? What is wrong? What is allowed? What is not? It's a vicious cycle that weeds out dissent and critique. Nuance isn't yes. allowed. There you go. I don't necessarily mean from a political standpoint, although I can't completely disregard this angle. So whether you're right-leaning or left-leaning or something else, suppression is a real thing for all sides. Discussion and understanding aren't good for business. There is a small Overton window of allowed discourse. And if you stray outside of that window, everything is yes. done to squash you or hide you away. And it's not, but it's not just for business. It's ultimately for a technocratic totalitarian order. It's not just about making money. And I don't necessarily mean just extreme points of view. Take, for example, war. So many innocent lives are lost and trillions of dollars are wasted. For what? Profits for corporations and defense contractors and territory for the geopolitical chessboard, but nothing that directly helps you or I. But advocate against war or try to make changes to stop war and the entire internet yep. will miraculously find a way to critique you, destroy you, and silence you. Yep. You are just one small voice in a sea of manipulation, money, and power. Uh, have we not seen this on total global scale in the last uh, year. And if you were, uh, you know, reading and studying about these wars going back to World War, well, no, not literally World War II, but in, when I was alive, you know, during Gulf Storm, right? During um, Operation Desert Storm, all that stuff. I said Gulf Storm, Operation Desert Storm. Iraq, right? That's when I first started getting in, interested in these topics was right after the big nine event. Uh, so then Afghanistan and, uh, Libya and, uh, Syria, uh, all these different hotspots, right? If you've studied and followed this, this information and, and what the wars are really about and all that, then you've seen the shift in how media, which used to be, for example, against Bush's war, uh, overnight flipped and then supported Bush's war agenda, right? And a lot of people saw that back at the time. And then eventually media completely became a, uh, you know, pro-war type of thing. And that's not all. The AI and algorithms are used to push public opinion. World news is pushed only by a handful of specific people, carefully selected and manicured for you. For uh, that's Operation Mockingbird, right? Going all the way back to uh, World War II. 
uh, right after World War II, they created the networks that would then enforce Operation Mockingbird via <clears throat> all of those OSS uh, old boy networks. And the same structure of control is what still exists, right? Every hot button issue, there is a deliberate and more often than not manufactured angle which is going to be pushed towards you to keep you fighting rather than collectively coming together. Let's briefly talk about the recently ended conflict. The fact of the matter is that no matter what time we left that country, it was going to collapse. Ten years ago, today... Anyway, we're going to stop there because I think everybody here knows that. But you can go watch that video. the rest of that video. It's pretty good. He's got a series on dead internet theory. So, I don't really think that 80% of the internet is dead. But basically, the, the underlying argumentation there is correct. Now, this other video that Slowboy found, which is really good, uh, gets into what I've been thinking and what I argued a few weeks ago on boiler room was what they might be doing and planning via the rollout of all the uh, AI crap. Ryden, are you having fun playing with the new AI toys? Well, yeah, I am. You can make pictures of cute anime girls and enjoy it while it lasts, Ryden. What do you mean? Did you really think that civilians would be granted unrestricted access to such powerful military weapons forever? Military weapons. Are you implying that this technology was created by the government? Of course it was. This AI technology has been used by the intelligence agencies to warp the public's perception of reality for years. Yep. All in the name of national security, of course. But why would they suddenly make the tech public and let everyone start using it? Why would we indeed, Raiden? What? Who? What in the hell are you? Your question is irrelevant. By creating a new problem, we can cultivate a desired reaction to it in order... Exactly. Problem, reaction, solution. ...to manufacture consent for our preferred solutions. In it's all about manufacturing consent through the feedback loop. Short, it's justification for a war. A war on who or what? A war on misinformation. By arming the public with these AI weapons, everyone becomes a... And do you remember in Cyber Polygon, that's what Klaus says? He says that when there is the big internet pandemic, whatever that is, collapse of the internet, uh, the people who question it and don't go along with the approved narratives are called info-terrorists, basically. Potential enemy combatant. Then we will have justification for unprecedented... Uh, the NATO document, by the way, says the exact same thing. Right. If you disagree, you are an enemy combatant. security measures it all comes down to confusion and identity right identity identity this ai technology is pandora's box pretty soon the internet will be mired what did i say attack on reality he's saying the exact same thing in total illusion perfect ai speech audio and video synthesis will drown out reality then ai bots will flood social media no one will be able to tell the difference between interacting with an AI machine or a real human online. Even telephone calls will become totally untrustworthy. That is when we will present our solution. So, they create the problem, amplify it, create the crisis, and then come in with their solution, which is more their control. Mandatory digital identity verification for all humans at all times. The only way to ensure that you're dealing with a real flesh-and-blood human being and not an AI-generated mirage. But why? Total information control. For too long, the internet... There you go. Exactly. ...has acted as a double-edged sword. 
Its potential for anonymous user activity allows anyone at all to spread any thoughts, ideas, or information patterns that they please with impunity, state secrets, dangerous ideas, ludicrous conspiracy theories, misinformation, and disinformation. Until now, there has been no easy solution to this problem. Our digital identity platform will finally put an end to anonymity online. It will allow us to trace misinformation and other dangerous communications to its source and exact appropriate justice. That's crap! I won't go along with it and others will resist. You won't have a choice, Raiden. Do you think your bank is willing to risk doing business with an artificial human instead of a real one? Our digital identity platform will be required not only to access web services, but to pay for your internet connection in the first place. You can't just censor the entire internet because of a new software technology. Who are you to define what's misinformation anyways? That sounds like something a misinformation terrorist would say. I know about the deep fakes you've been that's making what of it actually, Biden. That's what the documents actually say. <laughs> they actually say that you're a misinformation terrorist. It's in the cognitive warfare document from NATO. What? No, 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 no. I was just adjusting the AI settings and- Controlling the output of generative AI technology is simple. We will create context for its use. First, we will censor any use related to social taboos. Then we will censor anything else that we desire. If anyone complains, we will accuse them of wanting to engage in or promote social taboos. That's what it means to create context. This is the, uh, social credit score element right here we will corral the use of ai by making appeals to bias ethics and copyright laws you will still have access to generative ai in some form but it will be crippled limited controlled and it will be monitored anything that you generate will be cryptographically signed with your digital id so that its provenance can be ascertained if it's later deemed to be problematic what gives you the right to control what people can do with their computers? The public at large will give us that right because they will be desperate for a solution to the problem we created. Yeah, exactly. They will eagerly give us the keys to the castle. Then we alone will define what is fiction and what is reality, what is human and what is machine. After letting you get a brief taste of our power, we will reclaim our monopoly on misinformation and put an end to misuse of the internet once and for all. You won't get away with this. It is probable that we will. Now, By the way, if you want to support the show via the super chat function, you can do that through Streamlabs. Streamlabs is linked in the show description as well as the great mods that are putting the Streamlabs link in. I will uh, read the super chats here in a second. Also remind you guys to head on over to Grand Theft World, which is our uh, co-sponsor along with chalk.com the best supplements that you can get on the internet use the promo code j50 to get 50 percent off anything at chalk.com if you want to increase your toxic masculinity grand theft world the best geopolitical and educational podcast out there next to this one i have to say our co-podcast buddies over at grand theft world follow them over on rockfin uh, and then we also have my course that i taught there linked the philosophy course, the entire history of Western philosophy over at the Autonomy University website right here. Uh, 